Hi, it's John, the He Editor of the She Podcast. I just wanted to give you a content warning. What Elsie describes at the 41-minute mark of this episode is so gross, it made me have to take a break, breathe, and sip some water. It's in my top three grossest stories that I've ever edited in my eight years of editing. Now, no one was hurt. Everyone is fine. But if you have a weak stomach or a quick gag reflex, please, at the 41-minute mark, jump to 47.45. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello, good afternoon. Welcome to She Podcast, episode 328. That's right, we've done this 328 times. It is so good to see you. Elsie, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a year because it's been a couple days, and that's how I feel now when we don't talk. Um, no, it is. It's, I'm Jessica. Mind you, but I've been trying to step away because you weren't feeling so well. And I was like, you know, no, I'm just going to let leave, let her have her, her, her little space. Still not. 100% not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. And I and you know, it's, it's really okay. weird, because it's sort of like an interruptus of my habits where it's like, everything that I've that I do on a daily is usually somehow, even unconsciously connected to you. So anything <laughs> I, I see too sometimes, yeah, anything I do, anything I see anything that I eat, anything that happens, I, it's always filtered towards like, I gotta text Jess, I gotta tell her. And so when you're not feeling well, I have to pause. And so anytime I have that thought, I'm like, oh, there's a there's the other layer which I never question. I don't know if you ever have this where you have an idea of testing your friend and then you start to text them and then you go, wait, the last text that I sent to them, I didn't respond about, you know, X, Y, Z. Whatever. Yeah. We didn't do whatever. And then it feels really awkward to just randomly text them. Whereas with you, I never have that. <laughs> No, I never have I that. just text you. <laughs> I mean, normally I go, oh, I'm just seeing this. No. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no yeah. like, ooh. Yeah. 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 And yeah, so, that's true. And so, but, but I had that with you this time where I was just like, okay, the last thing she said to me is that she was not like feeling well. And I don't want to be, hey, guess what? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's Okay. Oh, but I hear what you're saying. It's like if the other person is like, yeah, there were times when you were going through hard times where I was like, I can't just celebrate about something because like her life is shit right now. Yeah, that, that, that exactly. That's sort of. I totally and get and it. Again, and that's how but I But do felt. you do this? Like, I imagine you where you are when I'm texting you. Like during the day, I know you're in front of three screens, like going like this. <laughs> and I know that you're just going to go over here and answer me and then go back over here. I, I imagine you on a Zoom half paying attention. While I text you. That's what I imagine. You know and then so at well. night, I see you in front of the TV with a with a daughter on each side, pretending to watch what they're interested in and texting me. And then, you know, if it's after 10, if it's after 10, I see you going like this. Fuck that bitch. It's late. Boom. And <laughs> <laughs> not, not answering me back. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm right. You are not I? wrong, except for the last one, because the last one is is not. I don't ever see it. The last one is when I, I disconnect oh, you don't? Okay. after nine o'clock. Like, I just turn it all off. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Sometimes I can't. you do respond after nine. Sometimes I do. But that I must do. be when you're on your phone or you pick it up for something because it's not yep. usually a combo. It's usually like me giving you something to look at at five when you get up. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't usually expect absolutely. a response after 930 at the latest. Anyway, 
Um, we have so much good stuff to talk about today. So if you did not watch this live, man, are you missing out? It's going to be really good. So if you want to watch us live, we are usually on Mondays on our Facebook page, shoot podcasts um, at 1 p.m. Today, we're doing it on a Wednesday because I was feeling like dog on Monday. Um, and now Scott <laughs> yeah. feels like dog. So it all goes around. It's not COVID. It's something stomachy and angry and mean yeah. and not nice. And not it's nice. not even like a bug. It was more like there, there's been a few times in my life where I've had a stomach thing and prayed for death. And this is one of those times. Food poisoning has done that to me. I've had it twice. One was very short and one was like two days long where I was like vomiting for two days. Um, and then other times where I don't know what happened to me. Probably it was just a bug, but I was just like, please let me die because this is so uncomfortable. I feel like, you know, it's like when you've been punched in the stomach, which has never happened to me before. And like nothing's happening, but you're sweating, just sweating, pouring sweat. Has that ever happened to you? No. Not the sweat part, but I have had food poisoning before where I've never experienced anything like that in the past. And I was Vomiting or no vomiting? I got it. All vomiting. All vomiting. Right. That's why I think that's why I think it's not food poisoning. Because I've never had food poisoning and not vomited. But I wasn't sure if that was going to happen. That's what's wrong. It's like you're sitting in the bathroom. I don't like the idea of people knowing I'm sitting on the toilet. So I'll just say I'm sitting in the bathroom, sweat pouring okay. off my head. All right. Sitting on the counter sweat pouring in off your my head, bathroom. And, and my stomach aching so bad. And nothing's happening per se. But I'm not sure if it's going to happen or if I'm going to vomit in the trash can. Or maybe both at the same time. I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm just praying to die. That's what it is. All right. That was a little dramatic. All right. Let's That's move on. That's very dramatic. And also, I'm not open. sure people are like into it. What What were we talking about prior to this that you were like, let's literally. Should we start else. with that? What was it that we just said? Should we start with that? Oh, we were going to start with the fact that tickets um, for airline flights are very low right now. So if you're coming to She Podcast, I will just move right from the toilet to She Podcast Live. That's right. If you're coming to She Podcast Live. Um, it is October 14, 15, 16, 17 in Scottsdale, Arizona. Flights are very, very low right now. And I'll tell you something else. Our hotel room block, Miracle of Miracles, is selling out. Oh, my God. It is selling out. People have gotten their hotel rooms. Not sure if they bought tickets yet. So if you have not bought your ticket, please purchase it so I can plan my life. Please. But other yes. than that, yeah. I mean, tickets are... On sale, there will be another price increase in the next couple of weeks. It's six weeks away. Thank you, Bonnie, for saying that on our – it is six weeks away, the event. Oh, my gosh. Six weeks. I'm going to be sending hey, hey. lots of cool emails. Our sponsors are doing it. some of the most innovative and fun stuff. I'll just say one – two words. Fruit stand. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. It's going to be so exciting. So thank you so much. We're going to wrap it up towards the end as well to just remind you again uh, to get your tickets because we are in the midst of planning. I am, I actually am considering, I have to make the purchases of the outfits that I'm, just to give you an an outfit update because it seems like that's now a a segment on our show. (laughs) Outfit. Yeah, great. Because we finished the last episode talking about our clothing and now I just... Tried on a dress that I wore one time for like a very small amount of time at a podcast movement. And it was really one of those times where I got all suit. I'd done this at podcast movement or other conferences in the past where I get really dressed up. And then I go downstairs for 30 minutes 
and then I go back upstairs mm-hmm. and go to sleep. <laughs> so it's like, really? and there's nothing else. So this is one of those outfits that I really love, but I'm now, I have to purchase another, the only reason I haven't used it or worn it other times is because I need to have appropriate underwear for it. And I don't have appropriate underwear for this specific type of dress. So I think I'm going to have to buy my very first pair of Spanx. <gasps> I want to be there when you do it. Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> great. I don't really want to be there. But I don't, and, and in all honesty, it's not because of my body as much as the material of the dress needs it, you know? What I mean? I don't know how to, yeah. to explain this. Totally, it just needs totally, it. Totally. It needs to have like the the right. Is it that tight? No, it's not tight. It's actually not tight. It's it just needs shaping. Okay, but it's the shape. Yeah, it's the shaping. It's like it's one of those things that if you you could really see everything, and I don't want you to see everything, right? I mean, oh, Bonnie's saying she tried to put spanks on once. Fuck you, Bonnie. I cannot tell you how many. How many events I have been, I have been not spandex, yeah, spandex from tits to toes. Most weddings in my life that I've attended, tits to toes in some kind of spandex, whether it's like a bodysuit, a fucking thing that pulls my stomach in, something that cinches my waist, something that lifts my ass. And then I just started giving up and wearing moo-moos. Fuck it. Fuck it with the spank. <laughs> Well, this one, you know, I mean, to Cheryl's point here, she says, I have two dresses I want to wear and they are backless. So I figure she has to figure out how to wear the front part. And it's true. You have these bras that are like, it's like a circle and a thing and you put it on your boob and then you use the thing to lift it up and basically they're lifted. Yeah, but there's no back, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those. It's like this thing that goes like, yeah. Terry, I decided life was too short to um, wear Spanx. I mean, I have some, but they're looser. Like, I'm not going to wear a size smaller to make me look smaller anymore because I just don't want to torture myself anymore. Yeah, I get it. So I'm going to have to figure it out. I mean, I've never worn anything like that before. And I'm the type of person that doesn't even like to wear yoga pants because I don't like the way they feel on my legs. But I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Because I really want to wear this dress. And I. it does need it. Like, it's a little, it's. Maybe when you all see it, you'll see what what I mean about it. But it's not like super skin, like it's not super skin tight. It just needs a layer underneath and it's not a camisole. Like it can't be a camisole. It has, it's got to be something else. So So I'll tell you a funny story about Spanx and then we'll move on quickly. Okay. okay. I think I've told you this story before, Elsie, but I don't know. I was with a man. We were going to a wedding in August here on the East Coast. So, you know, it's sticky as shit. And he had lost some weight. And so he was feeling a little like he wasn't fitting in his suit quite the right way and asked if he could borrow some bike shorts of mine. And at the time, the only bike shorts I had was Spanx. Like, and I mean, they fit because he, you know, we were probably about the same size roundish or whatever. So he put them on. He puts the suit on. It fits a lot better. He can button the pants. Everything's good. We go to the wedding. We come back. And he's complaining, 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 like, oh, my God, it's so hot. I don't know how you guys wear these things. And I was like, see, now you know what every woman is tortured by every time they leave the house. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, you don't have balls. <gasps> and I was like, you win. 
Because you're right. I mean, it's terrible, but I never thought about having testicles in there. That must have been torture. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Oh, my gosh. That is so true. I know. But other than that, he looked smashing. All right. Anyway. All right. So. Um, All right. Moving on. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We already talked about She Podcast Live. The hotel's selling out. The tickets are low. Get it now while it's all good. And then let me talk to you about Amazon Music podcasters because they have created a really, really, really easy way for you to add your podcast to Amazon, which also, by the way, adds it to Alexa. You just have to go to podcasters.amazon.com and add your show and listen to this. Once it's added, you can say things like, Alexa, play the podcast, your podcast. Alexa, next episode. Alexa, play the latest episode of my podcast, etc. and so forth. It is the most power trippy thing ever. Oh my god. It's really easy. You just take whatever RSS feed you're you're using from your host, whether it's Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, Captivate, whatever. Take the RSS feed that they give you, the one that you add to Apple, the one that you add to Stitcher, that's where you're going to add. You're going to use it in Amazon as well. Super, super easy. So check out podcasters.amazon.com for all the information. It's very, very easy and really fun to have it on Amazon. Trust me. Moving on. Here we go. The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Hashtag you don't have balls. Speaking of not having balls, that's the perfect segue into this first article. Is it not? Yes, it is. Would you like to read it? I would. Patricia Nichol on thetimes.co.uk says, Male comedians and their friends are hogging all the podcasts. I mean... Not all of them, but I do agree with this on some level. Podcasting used to be applauded for being a democratic forum. You didn't need a degree or speak RP. I don't know what that is to make your own show. Only a smartphone. Early notable podcasts gave voice to the dispossessed, such as the energetic ear hustle made by inmates at America's notorious San Quentin prison. Others sought posthumous justice for people by reexamining cold cases. Yet recently, podcasting in the UK especially has started to feel more like a chumocracy, a coterie of biggish names taking it in turns to drop in on one another's shows, mainly the punt the latest personal projects. Welcome to my life, Patricia. (laughs) What took you so long? Oh my gosh, this next sentence, y'all. It says, male stand-ups seem to be the most persistent audio super spreaders. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rob Becky. So meanwhile, I can't read past that. Do you belong to the Times? I don't belong to the Times. I'm very bummed that it didn't capture all the things uh, because yeah. it had, you know, I was so excited to not be able to to be able to read all of the things that we have going on there. And that's why I put it in Notion. But alas, that is the first sentence. I think that we can talk a little bit about that, though, because it. Fe- I mean, yeah, it opens the conversation for sure. Yeah. Feels exactly in that way. Not to say that, you know, the the podcasts that were mentioned in there are relatively, and I'm using air quotes here, new to the space, given the fact that podcasting has been around now over 15 years. And those podcasts that they were they mentioned were fairly recent, as in within the past five or so, right? That said though, the plethora 
of either male comedians and yeah. or celebrities is mind blowing. Did you quote the word celebrities? Did I? Who, I might didn't have. you? I have who, to look who back are at you my questioning own whether or not okay. they're celebrities? All right, this is where okay, you you know my my reality. I'm open TV obsession as of late. Right now. Yes, right. I do. All right. Oh yeah, that's. Why. I had okay. no idea that every single one of the people that I have been watching has a podcast. That's why mm-hmm. I was dumbfounded by that, because mm-hmm. that's why I think I made that subtle min- motion of my. They're fingers. not really celebrities, <laughs> so you did the right thing. Yeah, so that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Thoughts. I have so to. So if the you go to out. the if you go to the comedy section of iTunes. Um, one, two, three, four, five. In the top five, the only one is Apple Podcasts. Do not say iTunes. You're proliferating that. No, iTunes. No iTunes. No iTunes. Apple Podcasts. If you open the comedy section Thank of you. Apple Podcasts, Thank you. You will see that out of the top five, only one is not a white man, and they are two white women, the office ladies. And then it's five more white men, and then it's five more five white, more white, white men, men, and Heather mcdonald and then it's more white men and not white men and then there's more women but it's not until like 20 here's the numbers of women okay so the number five is women there is a woman in number seven and number eight number 14 21 26 oh 25 26 36 this is sad though right like i'm naming all the women in the top 100 like Chelsea, uh, whatever her name is, Handler is not even in the top. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And I don't know if that means that like as a culture, does it mean that we still look to men for comedy because we look to men for like stuff or like so, for example, when I go to watch if I were to watch stand up comedy, like the first person I would think to look for or the people that I've seen the most often, let's say, are Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby. Aziz Ansari. Um, in person, I've seen Tracy Morgan and I've seen Louis C.K. Notice there are no women. Now, on, on TV, a long time ago, there Jeff used to be... You mentioned one. Who? Oh, no, you didn't. No, I didn't. Sure. A, a long time ago, um, when I was a kid, I used to watch short attention span theater and there were more women on there. So I got to see Ellen and I got to see Roseanne and I got to see Brett Butler, Paula Poundstone, Tignataro, actually, even though she wasn't nearly as famous as she is now, etc. and so forth. But I, yeah, it does mean that more men have been podcasting longer. It means that I still think that like we default to that for comedy. Like if you look at the comedies that are even on major networks, they're still about dudes, mostly white dudes. Like even Blackish is about a dude. It's about a dude and his family, but it's mostly Anthony. I forget his last name, but you know who I'm talking about. That cutie pie with the who's married to donna summer's daughter i get that and i understand that but that's a that's a cultural thing absolutely i think think that also everything else supports that meaning that it's not necessarily because the talent is there or we always default to watching these this specific type of of a of a producer of a host or a comedian But there's also the added layer of the marketing wing of whoever Mm -hmm. it is. So there's always going to be like, should we, you know, here's male famous comedian. Here's female 
famous comedian, they're going to tend to default towards giving more of a marketing push to the male, even mm-hmm. if it's not necessarily something they're conscious about. I'm really challenging more or challenging even myself, the bias that we have, that internal bias towards behaving one way or another when we get a piece of material, right? Mm-hmm, Where we mm-hmm. keep on pushing forward a specific thing. And I absolutely agree. I think we default towards finding the least common obstacle towards consumption, towards finding content. And mm-hmm. knowing that, like sometimes with marketing teams or people promoting stuff, you kind of go to the same type of thing. What's the thing that's going to get the most eyes in the easiest way to take the action in order for people to consume the content in our platform? And that's a challenge because if you are bringing up somebody that is often maybe overlooked or maybe not as well known, even though they have really fantastic work out there, there mm. may be a little more like it's it's more work for everybody involved. It's more work yeah. for the platform that's supporting them. We have to really put this. We have to teach people about this person. We have to make sure that they're being seen. We have to educate people about what their platform is. We might have to put more behind it. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want the easy win. I wanted to also address what she said about them going on each other's shows because, I mean, that is the whole reason that I started a show in the first place was because I noticed all the – I really wanted to be interviewed on a business podcast and I noticed that they were all done by men who were interviewing each other. And, I mean, there was one woman in the mix like Amy Porterfield. Everyone else was like – it was like Derek Halpern, Lewis Howes, John Lee Dumas. I can't think of anybody else. But I know there were – what's his name? Tim – what's his face? Um, Rick uh, Mulready, the guy uh, with the YouTube things. What the fuck was his name? Dude, you don't have to be naming names. You could just say it's the same people. They don't know. But I'm trying to remember their name. Anyway, there was like six or seven or eight or ten white business guys that were all interviewing each other. And I mean, if you really did the rotation, you'd have like two months of content without having to go outside your little circle. And yep. I think that's her point. And I mean, hogging all the podcasts pr- is probably like a like, – I don't know that I would say they're hogging it per se. But is it – listen, I mean, here's my question though. Is it on them to stop it or is it on us to create our own thing? Like do we have to care? No, I think that – here's the thing though. I think it's a, it's a double – it's a one-two punch, if you will. It's about the platforms. Making a choice, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it behooves them to do that, to bring other people along, meaning you support these people, but also recognize, oh my God, it's all the same. Oh my God, it's all the same. And also it behooves us, like one of the things that I do a lot of the time is that I'm really going out of my way to consume a lot more women's voiced podcasts. And I'm also very conscious in a key way that there are some like seminal podcasts that I listen to every single time that I'm constantly listening to and I love and adore them, but I'm not promoting them very much. Every time that I get an opportunity to promote a female voice or anybody who is not a, not a white man, that's the one that I promote. That's the one that I put out. I put that one all the, all the time. Like, oh my gosh, this is a great show. And I'm not doing it to go to pay attention. Like that's the key here. I don't want to make it about I'm, this is a woman behind the mic. No, 
I'm usually sharing it to say this is a fantastic episode on whatever, or I really am digging this show. It's so great and very well done. Never saying that it's about the woman because I that's did. part of the problem. I mean, my show was called Lady Business Radio. This right, but company, that's a- our group is She Podcast. No men allowed. Why? Because they can be everywhere. They can be right. featured anywhere. That's why men aren't allowed to speak in our conference. That's why they're not allowed. I mean, they can certainly attend. Anybody can attend and have a wonderful time. But don't ask me to speak. It is not going to happen. And I think that that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a different – she podcast is a different thing. But I think personally this is what I'm saying. Now, that's one of the things that Alex from Call Her Daddy, that was the thing that she was mentioning the most. She had a great – I mean Spotify has been doing a fantastic job at getting her so much press. And she's been mainstream in so many different places where she's got – she's had some very, very incredible interviews, including being on E!, which is great, right? E! Entertainment totally and, you know, in, uh, interviewed her and all this kind of stuff. And the guests that she's having, she, it's very – usually they are all women – there has been a couple, there have been a couple of like reality, like there's been one dude that has come out a couple of times that is a guy that has come and that she's interviewed. But she just interviewed Chelsea Handler and then she's done Tiffany Haddish. She had her on the show. Um, she had a couple of people that are reality TV type of folks that I didn't know who they were, but I got to know them because it's the, it's the demographic that she's serving and whatnot. And, but even in that, in that conversation, what she found is that everything in the news and the mainstream news was saying that the negotiation of whatever, uh, the millions of dollars that she was able to get, everything was through the lens of the highest woman. It's all about gender and the gender led the conversation. And she was like, listen, I'm a great podcaster. Stop mm-hmm. having gender be in the mix. It's just that I'm good. The end. Yeah. And it's very annoying because that makes it like when you lead with the gender, with this, it just makes it as if it's less than. That's the perception. But if you don't. Even if we don't want it to be. But that's not fair, Elsie, because you're not treating gender like color. You want to go out of your way to promote. No, I'm saying when it's like the top female earner, that's one way to do it, right? But she doesn't always have to be like, why does it always have to be that she's the woman? Why does she have I to agree be with the, that. the female Joe Rogan? Yeah, I agree with that. I don't like hearing like, yeah, in fact, there's a lot of examples of this in the Olympics where it's like the top female running record. And it's like, excuse me, I also smoke the men. How about you just say top runner? Yeah, don't say top, top that's female what I'm saying. runner. And not to discount, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not discounting agree, her power in the space and what that has done, but uh, making it always about her gender, it diminishes a lot of the things I that agree. she has done, particularly when you start to see her ranking along the top people, where for me, I'm just like, wow, she is really breaking a lot of She's really moving up there. I mean, at any time, regardless, she's doing so much better than a lot yeah. of the out of the comedian, the male comedians out there, or like the rest of the comedians out there with her true. show. She's doing great. That's true. She's also being able to do it in a way that feels very doable for the rest of us 
in the sense that she has a podcast and she's doing it her way versus let's go put like, there's a lot of shows that are done by um, Podcast One that are the reality show people, I guess, you know, because I've been, since I've been watching so much reality TV, I've seen these shows being recorded and it looks to me that they're all in in a production studio, like somebody else is taking care of all the things, the podcaster or the the host comes in and has the interview and then they leave. It's like they're the they're literally the talent. They just walk mm-hmm. in and they do their thing and then they leave. Whereas Alex is doing what we're doing. She's setting up the recording times. She's writing her own script. She's putting the stuff together. She's recording the bits. She's editing it all in. She's managing. Mm. You know, there's all of these things that we do that a lot of those other people don't. And that, to me, is also worth looking at, that now she does obviously have a team that manages a lot of different aspects of it because you need it. But at the same time, she's the majority of the time they're recording like laying in on the couch with her best friend, which is, you know, yeah. we've done that. <laughs> yeah, we have. Not Hard. reclining, but yes, we have. Yes. <laughs> Very uncomfortably, in fact. Very uncomfortably, in fact. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Or unless you want to continue to talk about No, I don't. Let's go to the next one, which is also the stupidest thing I've ever read. This is so bizarre. I don't understand this. Okay, so TechCrunch, article from TechCrunch, this is all about clubhouses adding spatial audio effects to make users feel like they're they're really in the room. Mm -hmm. I never wanted this. Nobody wants this. What problem is this solving? I mean, new messaging features, great. That's a good idea. Android app, very smart. Yes, absolutely. Spatial audio, why? If I wanted to be in a room full of schmucks, I would go there. Why? Why do we need to feel like we're, I mean, what are we going to have here high heels clicking and doors opening (laughs) like we're in college? Like, that makes, it's just so dumb. Here's what the interesting thing that he (laughs) I mean, and just reading this quote, one of the things you realize in these group audio settings is that you don't get the quite the same experience as being in a physical space. No shit. It says they're trying to mimic the feel of how it would be in a circle with people talking because when you're in a clubhouse, you don't know who's ta- you have to look and see who's talking. I mean, here's an idea. Make the outline of the person talking red. Then I'll know who's talking. Don't be subtle. Blink it if you must. Then I'll know. This is the problem. There's many other cheaper, might I add, ways to solve this problem. The last clubhouse that I was in, I went into Juleka's room for uh, podcasting seriously. They have this awesome clubhouse in there that are, is really consistent. I think they, they're still doing twice. I think they're still doing twice a week, doing great podcasting content. I'll put a link in the show notes after this to join that clubhouse if you want. Okay. So I was her guest. So Juleka asked me to come in and be her guest. And I happened to be in a location at that time. I said yes. And then, cause I thought, okay, I'm going to be doing clubhouse. So I don't have to be in my studio. I can just be on the phone. So I didn't really push back on the time slot, even though I knew I wasn't going to be at home. Then the reality set in. I was right outside Whole Foods, which I thought, 
oh gosh, it's going to be okay because I'm just going to step outside. I realized that there was a street across the street that was having construction. So I had to run, I had to walk five blocks up the street underneath a tree so that I could hear what was happening. And I was like crouching with my hands like this, trying and closing my eyes. And then I put headphones over my ear pods, headphones over, so I could actually hear Juleka talking to me. And then I was, yeah, I had my crazy. thing. I mean, all I'm saying is, how is spatial audio going to help this experience for me? I was out in the world. I can't barely hear the person speak. I know. And it's always, it sounds like a phone. It sounds like, a. you remember when an acrobat or something used to have like a, people used to do their webinars via audio and it was like, it just sounded like a terrible, tele, it was like tele-seminar or tele-webinar. Yeah, the tele-seminar. So terrible. And That's what it sounds why like. Why would you want, but see, here's the thing. If I'm joining know. a tele-seminar and I'm hearing people talk as if they're on the phone, that's my expectation. I don't have any other expectation. In fact, that's it's the loudness level that is the most important thing about these conversations, not whether or not I hear you talking to my right and I hear the other person behind me. Like that it makes zero yeah, sense because they're assuming that. they're assuming that when you're consuming this content, you are where? At your house? Because if you're outside, you're not going to hear any subtlety. Even if you're home, it's difficult. Yeah. Because you have to pay, you still have to pay attention to your phone. It's not like a podcast where you can just go about your business. Like you have to pay attention so you can see who's talking. The best part of this article is the last Andrea couple- has an idea. This is how we should tell people. If we're doing a clubhouse, you and I, we ask people, be in your house, in your living room, set up all your speakers, surround yeah. yourself. And then just have it be your own personal theater and then feel as if you're in the room. But you're going to be by yourself there talking on the phone yeah. and yeah. just set it all. I mean, it just makes no sense. Listen, I don't. Listen to this, Elsie. It says it's what? too early to know how Clubhouse's many sub-communities will take to the spatial audio effects, but it could enhance experiences like comedy, music, and ASMR on the app quite a bit. Someone tells a joke and it often falls really flat. But on Clubhouse, when you hear the laughter come from all around you, it'll feel like a comedy club experience. Is there a button I can push when I tell a joke so that people know to laugh? Or am I just doing it for my own fucking ego now? Now I'm like, this is a joke. Ha 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 How is that going to work? Wait, so here's the other thing Who too, though. Who decides when I say something funny? It better be me. It better well, be me. Can't AI that stuff because I... Somebody will be in there talking about the Holocaust and all of a sudden they'll hear like a fake joke and just start giggling. Anyway, go ahead. The point with a lot of this stuff, too, is that when you're on Clubhouse, part of you as a moderator, and please correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not on Clubhouse. We do have some folks in here, especially Bonnie, who you're like the Clubhouse yeah. queen, yeah. do do some of this stuff. But a lot of the moderation that happens in Clubhouse goes into muting people so that you don't hear them. Because there's people on stage that need to talk and they're there for a reason. Now, if it's a random networking event and you just want everybody to talk, then there's another thing. Mind you, you and I have also been at parties or networking events with real people. And we realize we all have to start to really scream at each other because we can't hear each other because everybody else is talking. So... Why would you want to have that experience? 
in your ears. You'd just be like, unmute people when you make a joke, Jessica. It's like this. You make a joke, unmute. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, so dumb. Anyway, all right. Okay, anyway. I, I hate to give Clubhouse more attention than they Sorry. even need. Um, no, don't be. I just want to give a shout out to Matriarch Media today. Not today. Not that it was their birthday today. But Twyla Dang has been doing some amazing stuff in the space. And they just had a birthday. I'm going to put a link in our show notes so everybody can go over to Matriarch uh, Digital Media, which really supports BIPOC women in podcasting. And they are doing some incredible work. She is a fantastic professional in the space. Super excited by the work that they've been doing and kudos to them for their birthday. So excited to see them in here and continuing doing good work. So I will put a link in the show notes so you get to know them and maybe add them to your Twitter or find them on Instagram. They do a lot of really wonderful stuff. And Twyla is amazing as an educator. She's, you know, she yes. gets her hands in there and she knows how to do all the things. So and just as an honorable mention, we should say Twitter is opening up paid ticket spaces. So now you can monetize your audio on Twitter, um, which is kind of neat. And we've never tried it before, but I, I think it would be fun to try. So maybe we'll see if we can do that in the next couple weeks slash months. I think that's interesting to look at. And we'll post the um, link in there so you guys can check that out. It's called Ticketing Spaces and it's on Ticketed. On uh, on iOS, of course, on Twitter. All right. So here's the thing. I posted something online the other day. I forgot where it was. And I just said, I, I mentioned something about my children making themselves lunch or whatever. And everybody was like, oh, you're so lucky that they are feeding themselves. And I, and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you know what? That's kind of nice. I'm kind of feeling like I don't have to constantly be feeding them. Like I, I'll feed them for dinner. So I, I kind of was happy. Hunter, you know, can make breakfasts and lunches. And it's great. Then I just, I let them do it whenever she does it. Okay. So the other day I'm walking around the kitchen. Actually, it started on a weekend. I'm cleaning my kitchen. I'm walking around and I get a whiff, you know, get a whiff of like a funky smell. And I thought like, oh gosh, I think I had just uh, made a bowl of apple cider vinegar and and dish soap, which captures all of the fruit flies that come out here in North Carolina. I'm sorry, but they are insanely avail available to be able to make more babies at any given moment. And this has been a fantastic solution, but I had gotten a really low quality apple cider vinegar, which was extra stinky and rancid smelling. So I thought, oh gosh, that is the, that's why it smells that way. Anyway, I walk into the kitchen again the next day and I still smell this like this like pungent smell. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to get rid of my compost because I have two compost things in there. I put all my food in there, food scraps that are not dairy nor meat. So they don't really rot in the same way as that. Um, but I have compost. compost and it's just vegetables, she essentially food scraps compost. like that compost. And I thought I'm just going to get rid of that in case it might be a little rotten. So I went and threw it away, cleaned it all. I do that. I clean it out, obviously. And I leave my – my kitchen is also very clean, as clean as it can be because of the bugs. I know that we have extra bugs here in the country, North <laughs> Carolina area. Please use that as a drop, John. Please – as clean as it what? can be because of the bugs. 
Because of the bugs. Very okay. clean. So, she said very clean, as clean as it can be because of the bugs. Because of the you bugs. You realize that the bugs those come, all kinds of bugs don't do, go together. Because they, right. these bugs are coming from everywhere. So anyway, I clean up all the things. And it's very, every night I make sure, because I don't want to wake up in the morning and find bugs. I hate the bugs. So I'm cleaning. But then I'm still getting this scent. And I cleaned everything in my kitchen and i'm trying to figure out what, what is this smell right? what could it be what could it be so all of a sudden as i'm cleaning the counter i see that i have one of those panini presses maybe you if you you're welcome to show a picture if you want cuz i have it in there jess but i have one of those little panini pressers that my husband got for the family and we love it we make all kinds of things in there all the time and my children know how to use it, and it's fantastic. And it was on the counter. And I realized that that scent might be coming from the panini press thing. Grill. Grill panini press. Uh-huh. And why did and you think that? Because it was in that same vicinity near the area where I was walking by. I got that whiff, and I thought, hmm. And I looked because it was the only other thing that was on the counter that I, I mean, I had cleaned everything on the outside. And I thought, I, we don't really use that too much. And then I realized, you know how it has the little, what is that called? The little drawer at the bottom, the little drawer thingy. Um, catcher, like a, like a grease catcher, like a, yeah, like the little the grease catcher too, at they the have bottom. That in the to- yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, the grease oh, catcher. She oh. thought, oh, I thought, yes. And so I'm I, I, uh, pulled, I pulled the little, Grease catcher. Slowly, she pulled the grease catcher open to find. Oh my God, it was full of maggots. It was so full of maggots. It was like, like overwhelmed. I was just, I've never seen, I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen that. I have, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not up close, not when you pull it out. So then like, I was like, oh my God. I was like astounded. I so I in that moment, in that moment, did you forget all about the smell, or did it hit you in the face like a ton of bricks? Like was no, it, it was more about oh my god, the this visual? is it, right? So <laughs> kind of like holy shit. Uh, wait, wait, it's so funny. I, I <laughs> Andrea says she wishes we had answered the question. Yes, <laughs> now you do. Now you, you know. And so I'm sitting story. there like going, what is ha- what what is this going on? Right. So I'm like, you know, trying to clean it. And then I'm like, I'm screaming at my girls. I'm like, come here, look at this. How is this happening? And so Hunter comes in know. and she goes, they know? Well, no, because she comes in and she goes, Oh yeah. I forgot. I oh, made yeah. eggs and it fell down the hole. And I was like, I took a test. <laughs> And I didn't clean it. And I was like, oh, my God. I have to hold my mouth so I don't vomit. Honestly, because I forgot that it was raw egg. I don't even know. Don't throw up. Don't throw up now. Don't throw up. I'm telling you. I have a very sensitive gag request. So sadly, I have seen this before. When When my mother was sick with cancer, we went to clean her house. And um, my stepfather was like not the best housekeeper, as one could imagine. And when they would buy fresh fruit and vegetables, they would sort of put it on top of the old stuff. So like when you open the cabinet, there was potatoes. But but underneath that, there was more potatoes. And those potatoes hadn't seen the light of day in probably six months. And when we like Scott would go to help me because I'm a terrible cleaning person. So like he would go to help me. And my mom says, 
and he can smell everything. So he was just like, what's that smell? I'm like, what smell? He's like, your mom's house smells weird. And it's not a normal weird. It's a bad weird. Same thing. And so we start searching through all of it, find it. And rather than help him clean up, I immediately start to barf. I couldn't this is help not helpful. him I was too busy. It's not helpful. But I mean, no. look at, and, and I mean, honestly, he would even like, he would even, you know, accuse me of like trying to get out of it. And I'm like, I wish I could help you. <laughs> I can't. But I'm I serious. Can't, I, can't. I was more, I was more like astounded because, okay. So yeah, because she so said quickly. that and it happened so quickly. And I know that because I have gone through the process of cleaning out my compost stuff. And that's why I've been so diligent. I'm like, nobody leave any scraps of food out, let alone any pieces of vegetables or fruit. Like I know what calls all of these bugs out. We have so many here in North Carolina. It's insane. And so I'm really meticulous about cleaning things out because I can't, it just simply cannot be. It just can't because it happens like this. And so knowing, and then what happened is after I, I started to look at it and I realized, oh my God that the smell had been going on for like three days. So this was happening in front of my face for three days. And then the catch of all of this, I I caught this in the afternoon before I had a client call. So I had a client call at six. I was making about to make dinner, which of course I didn't. I was about to make dinner at 530. I saw the thing. And I had only 30 minutes to clean up because you understand that this is not going to be a quick cleanup. This is like a deep clean. So I had to not only have that sense of there are maggots in my kitchen while I was with a client, but yeah, so there's that. And then I, so I cleaned everything out. I could not pass. There's no way I'm keeping that grill. So it's outside now because I can't even imagine. It was like, can you imagine? It was just out of there again. You should have burned it. So then like I put that outside and I'm sitting down and I'm telling you about it, right? So I'm texting you and I'm and I'm telling you all this stuff. And as I'm texting Jess, as I'm relaying this conversation, I realize that that morning Hunter had you, made pancakes. That you ate. <laughs> that I ate, that we all ate on that grill. <laughs> I have to deep breath. I'm pushing through. <laughs> But also, Jess, and so that's why I'm laughing. I mean, I'm kind of like, so you have a belly thing. I should have had a belly thing. You had the belly thing. I was like, I'm the one that should have had a belly thing, given all of this. I asked why, and she says it's because she's from a war-torn country. Uh, No, from a third world country. Hey, listen, we have different kinds of bacteria on the food. Lots of things weren't necessarily pristine, and there's lots more, like, living things that's why you you get like partially formed yeah you're partially formed with wisteria and that's why (laughs) you don't get sick at things the way other people get sick it's because as a child you were exposed to wisteria diphtheria yeah all of the theories rubella chicken pox and now you can eat maggot filled food (laughs) and nothing will happen to you i love that synopsis so much honestly (laughs) I don't even know it's the part the part that actually made me the most uncomfortable of the story was that you found it, but then immediately had to get on the phone with the client. Yes! So the whole time you're on the phone, you're like, but there's maggots. There's maggots in my like, there's maggots in my kitchen. You're having to like agree and like consult. And then in, in the back of your head, you're going, 
but right now there's maggots in my kitchen like right now <laughs> right now there's like maggots there's maggots right there and i'm like within arm's reach of the maggots and the maggots are there and i'm here i'm here and they're there that's what i've yeah. been going through my head like the whole time it the is insane time. it is insane oh so i love you Elsie. thank but you your for putting about your house i can thanks, never come uh, and stay with you I'm so afraid. but alas that was my story sorry to you know and but i just thought you know this is it so that to wrap everything back up could we yes it's wonderful that your children can feed themselves and the independence mm-hmm. that it gives them and the and the freedom that it gives me but yeah there are little things like this where obviously my child would never have done something like this on purpose and now we'll do that on purpose <laughs> neither one of them is going to not clean out the little drawer right they're going to do it because they have seen the results of doing something like that. So Maybe get for a all of us, appliance. it's a, yes. How about an air fryer that doesn't have, that doesn't have. I'm, I'm inspired that. to clean my kitchen now, says Andrea. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, wait, but, are they allowed to use like an oven with pans in a pot? Yes, they, they do. All, I mean, Hunter brittle. has, you know, she's made, I mean, she can do a lot of different things. And I have, you know, they've done made, I, I when it comes to a lot of the oven stuff, they put things in the oven. Hunter bakes a lot, okay. so she'll make what about her on cookies. Top, and- though, do they use the range on top? They haven't done too much on top, other than um, mac and cheese. Hunter can make mac and cheese. Need for to learn how to make eggs. Eggs are the first. That's the first. She knows how to make eggs, but she also knows how to make eggs on top. Like that, those grills are so great for making eggs. It's just they that are, the the grill no. was like slightly on an angle, so when you cracked the egg, it went it went straight we've into learned, the little. <laughs> we've learned that they're maybe not so good with eggs. Exactly. Maybe well, not. not to do that. And well, maybe to do it on the I range. think that not so Actually, good with egg Isaac, cleaning. Isaac has, I made him do an egg making tutorial and I'll send it to your girls. He made oh his own God. eggs one day and he talked through it like he was a YouTube star. Oh my God. That's I'll send much. it to you and maybe he can teach them how to make eggs. It's the only thing he knows how to make and he needs a stool. I mean. Um, but but yeah. Wow. I didn't. There's even, a story wow. for you. Yeah. Yep. So, Sorry it wasn't Clara's question. File management <laughs> would have been much tamer. Um, but that's not why you that's not why you're here, folks. You're here for the drama and the intrigue, not for file management. I mean, that's you're here right. for that, not this kind that of would stuff. have been Absolutely. definitely more productive. But anyway, <laughs> it would have been. Um, but here we are. Yeah. So if you here want to, so everybody gotta, in that's in the chat, if you would like to name this episode, please feel free to name it. And we'll yeah. see if we can. Now it'll help my brain space. But go ahead and take us out of the show today. Yes, yeah. thank you so much for listening to She Podcasts, the podcast. Um, if you want to find us on social, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcast. You can also find the show notes and all the links, including the one of the griddle, maybe not to buy. Um, in our show notes on ShePodcast.com. You can also send us an email with feedback, feedback at ShePodcast.com. Please don't forget to get your tickets to She Podcast Live. It's going to be so fun. There's spacious seating. We're going to be requiring vaccine proof or negative COVID tests. So hopefully everyone will stay safe. We'll be wearing masks, although I can't mandate it because it's against the law in Arizona. We would like to suggest anyway, it doesn't matter right now. The point is get your tickets. ShePodcast.com slash live. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. We love you. Mean it. Bye. 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 Bye